Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Top Bins with Twins. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, sound like armchair expert. Probably. <laughs> I actually have never listened to it before. Uh, you're missing out, dog. I know, I know. You you definitely you love that show. Definitely. I am an armchair. Oh, I didn't know. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's, what they, that's what they call. That's what we call ourselves. Hmm. I did not know that. Um, interesting. So, guys, welcome back to this FPL podcast. Um, this week we're gonna keep keep it pretty. Pretty quick, I think. Um, we're going to do a little overview of Game Week 37 so far and then kind of look at some options for Game Week 38. Um, Paul, do you want to tell us how your team has performed up to this point in Game Week 37? And just so listeners know, it is um, we're filming this right after the Newcastle and Leicester draw where um, there were the only FPL winners really were Newcastle owners. Newcastle defense yeah. owners. Yeah, as an offense owner, I was not helped at all. So I made the decision on probably like three or four weeks ago to bring in Isak, and he has done nothing for me. Even though he's been really close a couple times, it just has not worked out well. Callum Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that just that one hurts. It was. I mean, it was pick or choose, and Callum Wilson owners were the clear winners. But honestly. I think got kind of lucky. It's just just kind of the way the games played out, really. Yeah, um, I think this whole week is kind of a good representation of my whole season. Like, so I'm I'm having a good week so far. I mean, we still have what two games to go? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still have two games to go, and I'm on 51 points um, with with De Gea and Lindelof probably being two of my best transfers in. I brought them in this week and. Clean sheet, clean sheet, so points there. Um, I brought in Bruno also, and he got me three points and also played my triple captain on him. So that one, I'm on nine points from him, but he only had three last game. So I'm really hoping he can have a massive haul against Chelsea, which possibly. It's, I mean, we've seen Chelsea play. They they look like they should just f- honestly filled no one out there because that, that might be better than what they have. It's pretty disgraceful. Yeah, and like, like I was saying about my FPL season, I mean, like, I feel I feel like I haven't played it too badly. I mean, there's a lot that I was learning going to it through it as the first season. But I mean, like, like there was a moment when I was watching City play earlier on on Sunday, and Mares takes a ball down on a through ball, takes it down, squares it to Alvarez, and I have both Mares and Alvarez in my team. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this is awesome. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Mares handballed it. And goal was called off, but that's just like I feel like I've made good transfers, but it just hasn't worked out. And that's, I mean, this week's played out well for me. But I mean, through the season, I think I'm kind of just demoralized at this point with FPL. I'll need yeah. to get a little reset over the summer. I I agree, and I you've also, I mean, you've had really bad luck with handballs and players, and then VAR coming yeah. back and ruling not in your favor. So maybe maybe next year you'll have a bit more luck on your side. We'll see. Mix that in with more experience of going through a full FPL season. I think you'll be primed and ready to, you know, make a good push for the at least, you know, maybe like top fifty K, hundred K, something like that we'll next see. season. Yeah. We'll see. We'll we'll do some learning over the summer and prepare for next year, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, the best thing about that too is as we continue to learn, then hopefully you all continue to learn with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously, you know, we know that we're just kind of beginning on this journey in FPL and we kind of just want you all to go along on this journey with us. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right, tell us about your week, Luke. All right. So I played my free hit this week and all in all, 
I'm really kind of thinking this was a bad week to play my free hit. If I look at my team for what it would have been otherwise, I'd probably been better off just waiting to play my free hit for next week. I'd say so. Just because of the massive amount of rotation that has occurred this week. The the teams that we're targeting um, with that free hit, I mean, obviously it's going to be the doublers. So we've got, I've got one Liverpool with that Trent, um, three Brighton, three United, three City, and then one Newcastle United as well. So all three of my city assets got rotated. KDB and Holland um, came in for about 15 minutes or so. Grealish didn't see the pitch at all. And it's a rough I'm, one to take right there. Yeah, it, I, I mean, once again, Arsenal really just hurt my team a lot this week. If they would have managed to even just, you know, you know, end up, you know, drawing, that would have been so much better. City still would have had a reason to play. It would just cohesively would have been much better for FPL owners, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that that really, really hurt my week. And the only good transfer that I really brought in that I'm proud of was bringing in Ferguson for this week. Um, he, 13 points, two goals. He gets the brace, all three bonus. I, that, it, he just showed the talent that he has there, right? And he, when he strikes the ball he hits it so incredibly hard that, you know, if he's in those in those really nice positions, he's going to have a chance of scoring goals. And I got lucky this week, and he, he did convert his chances. So that helped me out a lot. I'm on 38 points, game week overall rank of 2,957,216. Um, overall, not happy with 38 points for now, but I still have six games to go with my captain as well still playing. Yep. Um, and I would I would like to think that Holland is probably going to play this week, if nothing else, so that he can continue to pursue that 40-goal mark in a season. Yeah, I think obviously Pep wants him to get it because he subbed him in with like 15 minutes left against Chelsea, which I think that partly was probably the idea of getting him one last, like, one last appearance at the empty, empty hut, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah to kind of close out the year but yeah i agree um but i would love to see him come on i mean he's owned so widely at this point i mean his effective ownership is probably above 200 percent again for this week so it's not going to do much for me but it will boost my point total and i would prefer to see that hopefully Grealish and kdb get some time um and I, honestly i'm frustrated with everyone on my team so i'm not going to go through the long list of things but it, it's been a frustrating sure. week for me as well yeah, yeah, I think um, at this point, like, we'll um, have a little advice in the next segment, but I think we're both kind of ready for the this season to kind of sail on into the sunset, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, after going through this season up to this point, I think that I don't want to speak for my other podcast hosts here, but I'm very ex- excited for next season to yeah, start. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun going on, you know, just – really being into this season and it makes me more excited to, you know, kind of build a really solid, fun, exciting team for the start of next season. Yeah. And kind of, you know, bring that really interesting and exciting content to you all over the summer as we kind of prepare for the start of that season. Yeah. I mean, I think we've both um, really kind of grown into being FPL managers. And like you said, we're both still doing a lot of learning and figuring things out and, Kind of what works for us, what doesn't, how much data do we want to use, how much do we go by in the eye test, or 
just a gut gut feeling. I mean, it's it's something we're constantly figuring out, but I I think we've both taken really good strides forward this year. A hundred percent agreed on that one. I think that's you know probably going to wrap on this segment. So we'll be back mm-hmm. very shortly um, and kind of give you all our thoughts on the upcoming and final game week thirty eight. All right. Welcome back to Top Bins with Twins. I think um, in this last little segment, we're going to have a little theoretical discussion that me and Luke um, disagree on. Oh, was shocking there. Us disagreeing on something? That never happens. Yeah. Um, so our idea here is that Luke pr- prompted the question, is this the week, Game Week 38, the week to send caution to the wind and just go full differentials and just do whatever you want with your team or is it the week to just play it safe and make sure you get points to end the league and so phrasing this I think it all depends on where you're at in your mini league where your rank is where you want to be I think it's all a individual decision but for me I think it's also a week to kind of just Ball out and have fun. See what you can find, you know. Play around with stuff. Okay, yeah. What? Um, so I see what you're saying there, right? Um, and I think each instance of how managers should approach the week is going to be unique to the team that you can field for 38 and to and basically if you're happy with where you're at overall. Yeah. Or in your mini leagues as well, right? Um, so... What I would advise FPL managers is you kind of need to do a cost-benefit analysis without the deep, you know, data analysis yeah, just, I mean, just figure out you know, where like, you sit, think, you know? Think in your head, like, if I'm in a position where I want to keep my rank, you know, just continue to kind of stay where I'm at, then it would be great to bring in probably, you know, make sure Holland's in your team, make sure he's captained. And that will go a long, long way to just keeping you on par, on par with everything else, right? Um, but if you're looking for a differential, if you're looking to make a really big gain on the last game week to boost that overall rank or catch someone in a mini league, then I would advise you not to Captain Holland. You know, someone who is a really interesting shout is Harry Kane. That's an easy transfer yeah. for FPL managers to make. And even though Tottenham have nothing to play for at this point, they do have a reason to go I in mean, there and put in a good performance against Leeds. They play Leeds, so, I mean, there's going to be goals. There, It does really feel like that. And maybe someone else who's a really interesting shout is Son, right? Um, I don't know exactly what his goal-scoring record is against Leeds, especially at Ellen Road, because that's a different beast altogether. But he he's someone who can be explosive in a single game week. And and Leeds is going to have to go for goals, too. Yeah, they're they going to be pushing forward. For it and we know how their center backs and midfield is without Adam. So, yeah, it's going to be very difficult for them. So, I mean, Leeds is a great team to target, right? So Harry Kane, Son, um, Kulisewski, I would not advise. He was in my team for far too long this season. Kind of he was essentially Deadwood in the team, and I just didn't cut it out in time. So, you know, primarily I would target Son or Kane, but those are two interesting options for FPL managers to look at if you're mm-hmm. trying to make a really kind of big ranking. But for Harry Kane, because of his amount of o- amount of ownership already, you would need to captain him to make a big difference, I think. 
Yeah, no, I would agree. I think um, two other interesting teams to kind of target in their attack are West Ham and both Leicester, considering they play this week. And I say Leicester because they have to go win. Like, if they want to try to do anything to control their fate, they have to win against West Ham. And we've seen it's the same conversation with Leeds. We've seen both of their defenses. If they're if they're leaning forward even a little bit, they're going to give up a ton of chances. So West Ham is a good West Ham playing them is a good shout, and then Leicester also themselves are a good shout because they're going to try to score goals. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong, Paul, but I believe that Everton controls their destiny. Right? If they get three points, they are guaranteed safety because I think Leeds are one point behind them. And Leicester are one point. I think they're even with Leeds at this point. Um, but I think so if got an ad loading. I know Everton's playing at Goodison so Park. If they end up winning, I think they are. I think they're safe. Yeah, no. If Everton win, they're for sure safe because they'll okay. be at thirty six points, and Leicester and Leeds can't touch that. Right. Okay. And That's so what I figured. We also have the situation too where. So Leicester controls their destiny essentially. If they win. They stay up. Leicester? Really? Yeah. If they win, they stay up because their goal differential is negative 18 and a Leeds negative 27. They're both on 31 points. But what if Everton win? If Everton win, then they... So Leicester... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I see right. what, what I'm saying see, is see, like Everton's the only team of the three that truly controls their own destiny. Yeah, that's valid. I Yeah, I forgot that. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So Everton's the only one that controls their own destiny. You're correct. If they win, they're in. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. So if we're, from an FPL perspective, if we're looking at this, Everton have to score goals, right? Yeah. And Bournemouth is a team that, I mean, this these past couple of weeks, they just look like they're ready for the beach, planning those those holidays, um, lining stuff up with their families so they can, you know, go on a nice long holiday, much, you know, get that well-earned rest. And Everton... They have some interesting options, right? Yeah. So um, DCL was someone who we were looking at that we thought might be an interesting shout a couple weeks ago. He has now been injured, and I think he's been ruled out for Shocking. the remaining fixture, right? Um, but someone that's probably honestly going to be a very popular transfer is Dwight McNeil. And mm-hmm. he, if someone's going to score a goal, you almost feel like it's going to be him for Everton. Yeah. Right. Um, so he's he's an interesting shout. Someone who I would honestly think about bringing in my team if you're looking for some of those differential options, and it's a team that has something to play for. Yeah, I I would agree. I think that's a good little um, good little idea there, Luke. And honestly, looking at the other games this week, I mean, I think Newcastle attacking against Chelsea is a really good bet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for a Agreed. defense. Probably United against Fulham, maybe. Um, Liverpool against Southampton. Who knows? that? That's going to be – honestly, a lot of these are going to be weird games because, like we talked about, there's just not much to play for in these games. So it's like, do you even know who's going to start? Do you know – like, it, there's, just, there's just a lot to juggle this week. Right, and that's why I'm saying someone like Everton is someone that's really good to target. Um, if you're – Wanting to really roll the dice, maybe James Madison is someone to look at as well. Um, They've got West Ham, and West Ham will be on the back end of a final. um, Or when does that final occur? I'm not entirely sure. 
but being in the Europa Conference League final, right? They're not in the Europa League final. Yeah, Europa yeah, Conference, Conference League. League. Um, so I mean, that's a if they can come out of this season with a trophy, that is huge for West Ham. I mean, yeah. they they have seriously underperformed the expectations, but if they're able to get that trophy, um, you think that's big for them. So that being said, it feels like they're not going to put much into that match against Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. At all. So um, Lester could be someone interesting, maybe a Jamie Vardy, Harvey Barnes, um, which both of them were benched this week. Not not Vardy, sorry. Barnes and Madison were. Yes, um, that's correct. It's, it's just an interesting shout, you know, someone to look at, something to think about if you're really kind of looking to get some, you know, bigger rank gains on this final game week. You know, I um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation about Arsenal and Man City, who we thought was going to win the league. I was wrong. Arsenal just ran out of gas. I don't think my hypothesis was wrong, really, though. The But I bring that up because Arsenal this week, I think, against Wolves, it could just be a good little bookend for their year. I could see them putting up a lot of goals against Wolves. I agree. So Odegaard, Saka, that kind of range, I I'm probably would really consider bringing in Odegaard in my team this week. Mega, mega differential potential. If you look yeah. at Trossard... His ownership currently is at, let me find it real fast. Um, he is currently at. It's probably really low. An ownership of 7.3%. And you have to think a lot of that is probably some of it is from it's people owning him Brighton earlier days. on the season when he was yeah. at Brighton. So a lot of those accounts are probably dead at this point. So someone to very much so look at. He has, over the past two matches, he has an XG of, XGI of 0.34. And then 0.51. So someone to keep an eye on. He is probably only going to get 70 minutes or so. Arteta is very predictable in his rotations and how he substitutes. Yeah. You can almost count on from the 65th to 70th minute. He's going to rotate that left wing and then possibly bring in another defender or midfielder to refresh the team. But do not count on Trissard getting 90 minutes, but he could still definitely put in a very good performance um, this yeah. week over that's against um, Wolves. That's yeah, the team that's name. A, that's a good suggestion, Luke. I um, Honestly, besides that, I think, um, yeah, that's maybe Brighton against Villa could be a really fun match depending on who plays, like we're, like we're saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That could be a good one. That could be a very um, open, up-and-down kind of match. That Yeah, um, I think you'll from Brighton's perspective, you'll probably see a lot of rotation just because they've had so many matches over the past month. I mean, they, they have so many injuries right now, and mm-hmm. I think they'll just try to spotlight some of their young talent. Um, but I, th- I do have one more shout. I kind of want to yeah, spotlight. I think someone that's really interesting is... Alexander Mitrovic of Fulham. Um, he came back two weekends ago, right? I believe, mm-hmm. or was this his? That, this I think it was, was two second, weekends ago. Yeah, because he relegated Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Um, as Ben Crellin predicted on his <laughs> tweet months and months what a, ago. What a wizard! <laughs> yeah, He's a wizard, that was man. that was very impressive. But I think Mitrovic against Manchester United, it is going to be at Old Trafford, so it's a repeat of that FA Cup semi-final where Fulham completely imploded and lost their heads. Mitrovic has been out since then. This is kind of like a secret revenge game for him, right? So if he can go in there with a vengeance, as he typically has, mm-hmm. um, this his character arc would be incredible. If you wrote a novel about him, you just... Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, like looking at this, if um, so, if United lose this week in their last game of the double, then they're still at sixty nine points, and Liverpool's sitting at sixty six for that, and they could be in that last day. If Liverpool win and United lose the last two games, then they'll be tied at sixty nine points, and Liverpool's goal differential is plus twenty eight, and United is plus eleven. Interesting. So I it's possible there. There's a world, which a crazy world. I mean, I don't. I don't know how this will play out, where they could end up. Liverpool could end up taking that fourth fourth seed from United and getting in a Champions League. That is very interesting. I never even thought about that. Yeah, and then there's also a situation too. This is just pretty mad here, where if Brighton win their next game, and the next one, and Liverpool lose their last match of the day. Of the of the season, I mean, then Brighton would be on sixty seven points and Liverpool would be on sixty six, so they'd slide up into Europa League and Liverpool would slide out. Is that? I think that I think both those spots are Europa League. What the so that would be five what, and six fifth, both are five and six. Those are direct qualification for Europa League. Oh, uh, okay. I so think, that one doesn't matter as much. I think seventh goes to um, Europa Conference League. And that is where old Tottenham Hotspur is sitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they're happy with where they're at. Brighton can't really change their destiny. They're pretty much sealed. I mean, they're getting Europe, They're getting European football. That's all they care about. Yeah. It's the first that's, time that's in club history. Them. That's huge. I mean, it's massive. It's, it's such a huge accomplishment for all those players, the club, Deserby. Everyone involved should be very proud of what they've done this Absolutely, season. Absolutely, dude. I, as this podcast, honestly halfway through the season kind of turned into a Brighton Seagull yeah, really did. Cast, so <laughs> yeah yeah and we're and happy for I Brighton. think the sad thing too is you could easily I mean they could have made a push for Champions League football they had a couple of our calls that didn't they go their screwed, way man so, I'm I'm going down with I <laughs> got screwed yeah you know they, it definitely felt like at times they weren't getting you know the benefit of the doubt but you know, it could easily be said too. You know, they finish a little more clinically, and um, their defense is a little more. This is true. Little more stout. Then they could be playing Champions League football next season, um, which yeah. is just bonkers. Um, but maybe next season. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. Deserby wants to stay and everything. So if he stays, yeah. they're going to be cooking next year. There's no question. They'll be. They will be a primary target of all of us FPL managers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to what I was saying, so Mitrovic had an XGI of one point four four, one point four four with an XG of one point three eight this past week against Crystal Palace. He had two goals. Um, played all 90 minutes and a total of 13 points. Those are really, really good numbers. Um, so I see him coming out and honestly probably playing pretty well against Manchester United. United have been very good at home, but mm-hmm. I don't see why it's not worth taking a roll of dice on him. It, yeah. it could definitely be an interesting shout for sure. I agree. Like I think I do see a little um, revenge arc there, so. Maybe that's a little storyline to invest in, you know? Yeah, I think so. You know, buy a little Mitrovic real estate, you know, and see how that pays out for you. Um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting. But, you know, I think there's an interesting conversation about Fulham this year, which we don't have to dive too deep on it. But the fact that they came up from the championship this year and they're in tenth, they're in the tenth spot at 52 points, which is clear. Crystal Palace will stay in that tenth spot most likely. Like, great year for Fulham. Like, they should be 
extremely proud of themselves as a club. And we'll, if they can add a couple of pieces next this in this transfer window, they could they could easily finish higher than tenth. You know. Yeah, yeah, that that is a good point there. Um, I and honestly, it seemed like for a little while during the season, Fulham were kind of just coasting through the remainder of the season. There was a point where they were pushing for Euro- European yeah. football. And it just didn't play out for them. It's kind of felt they had, they know. had a couple injuries, like Tim Ream going out was a big one, and then yeah. even before that, they kind of dipped in form after yeah, the World Cup. After but that, but also after that calamitous, you know, affair with United in the yeah, FA Cup, yeah, that kind of sucked the air out of the season. Just, yeah, the balloon kind of deflated at that yeah. point. But if we're looking at this, it seems like a lot of these teams, right? As we all know, your location in the table is directly tied to how much you get paid out at the, at the end of the season. So with all of these matchups, some of the teams that I see maybe wanting to push higher up, um, one team would be Brentford, right? Brentford gets City on the on the last day. That's going to be difficult. You know, I don't see them making a really big push there. Um, outside of that, maybe Wolves or Chelsea, could possibly Chelsea. look to make a push. Chelsea, I mean, just completely disregard that thought. But maybe Wolves make a push. You know, they're playing Arsenal. I could see them going all out, you know, moving one spot up, taking Chelsea, going from 13th to 12th, pushing Chelsea down the 13th. Yeah. That would be that would be interesting. But I think Arsenal's gonna probably that. you know. I would I it's would gonna be so. it's gonna be tough. So. It's gonna be very tough for Wolves. So um yeah, I think we've probably come to the end of this podcast, right, Paul? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so we hope you guys have a great remaining two matches of Game Week 37. Um, if you have any questions about transfers to make for Game Week 38, please reach out to us. Be more than happy mm-hmm. to help you um, kind of, you know, make a decision um, based upon where your team's at and where you want to end up for the overall rank. Um, But other than that, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Bye, guys.